Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. All right. Well, God, we give you thanks. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we celebrate you. We say, yes, Lord, we want more. God, I thank you for what we've had, and I thank you for the great things you've done. I thank you for the history, God, that we have with you. I thank you, Lord, for the ways that you've touched and healed and saved and delivered so many. Father, thank you for what you've done in our hearts and our lives. But God, we're asking, Lord, for the new wine. Lord, we are asking for more. God, and I thank you that you delight, God, to fill us continually to overflowing with all your fullness. Father, we invite you to enlighten the eyes of our understanding and the knowledge of you. We invite you, God, to help us recognize the little foxes, the compromises that, that have been keeping us from being able to receive the fullness of all you wanna do in our hearts and lives. God, in your light, we see light. So in Enlighten the eyes of our understanding. God, help us. We yield to you, God. I thank you for the spirit of surrender, the spirit of revival, Lord, sweeping across this church and across the nation. God, we say yes and amen. We say yes, Lord. We declare revival has begun. God, and I'm, I thank you that you would blow on the embers of everything that you have begun in people's hearts. God, that it would you who've begun a good work in them, you will carry it through to completion in the precious and the holy name of Jesus. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, certainly God is moving. You know, I um, we had an impartation service on Friday night that was just extraordinary. At the end of the night, I, I got down on the floor after I'd, I'd prayed for everybody and I couldn't get back up again, not because I was exhausted, but because of the weighty glory of God. Uh, Trevor and Meredith came over to pray, and then they got pinned to the ground too. And Meredith and I both like, oh, <laughs> the glory of God was just so thick and so wonderful. And I'm hearing stories from people all over that are hearing um, that the you know, the, the Lord is just starting to move on their hearts. They're wanting to make room in their hearts for God. They're wanting to surrender um, their life and their lifestyle to make room for Jesus. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a glorious thing. We had uh, some beautiful new souls come to Christ uh, uh, on Friday, which was just so wonderful to see. But we were also hearing testimonies of people and what the Lord was doing in their lives and even as they were coming in. Is Cherie here? Where are you? Cherie, there you are. Hey, come and tell us. Come and tell us what happened. This was cool. Have a listen to this. Come and share for a minute. Mandy sent me a testimony of, of what happened with you. Come and, come and say hello for a minute. Hello, everybody. Yeah, um, I didn't know what was happening because I was coming late from work and I asked Mandy the next morning. But long story short, that evening I was walking across the road and I was just thinking about my day and everything and then I, came, I just literally crossed the lights here and I just felt the Lord just say to me just to prepare myself because what you're actually entering into is holy ground. And so, yeah, and so I came in, I'm like, okay, I'm preparing myself. I'm like, I'm going to be chill and just hide up the back. 
And then I just felt the presence of the Lord so thick. I just had to lie down on the ground as well. And then I don't know if do you want me to share the, uh, yeah, okay. So um, I saw this angel just standing up there and he was like so high. And I was just asked, who are you? Like, who are you? Because I've been, you know, encouraged to like, if you see an angel, just ask them why they're here. And so I said, he looked like a samurai, samurai, samurai angel. Yeah. And he was, had all the gear on. And um, I said, what type of angel are you? And he said, I'm a warrior angel. And I'm like, why are you here? And he says, you know, you've been preparing for war. Like I've been seeing things that are happening above this room. But the thing is, we don't need to be afraid because he's here to protect us. But at the same time, we're here to be a light. Like, you know, we're shining in this city. And so I just felt like just wherever you come from, whatever your day has been, it doesn't matter because we are, we are on the cusp of a re- revival. Beckett said, we're all having, different people are having their personal revivals, but this is a corporate revival and it's just, yeah, it's just gonna explode and it is, so thank you. Good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I wanna, I wanna share with you tonight a little bit about the presence of God and what that is all about. You know, we've been declaring a Bible revival, hallelujah. And who enjoyed John Gagliardi last week? Wasn't he wonderful? But he talked about the armour of God, putting on the armour of God, the helmet of salvation and and going through that every day he and his wife would put on the armour of God. And Uh, You know, I think that's such a powerful thing for us to do. Every time you hear something that resonates with you, the value comes if you take it and apply it. So, you know, if you want to put on the armour of God, as it talks about in Ephesians, you can do it like this. You can say, Lord, I thank you for the helmet of salvation. Oh, God, I thank you that I have the mind of Christ. I thank you, Lord God, that I am saved. I thank you, Lord, for the salvation blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that I've been redeemed, that I am the redeemed of the Lord. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for the breastplate of righteousness. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord, that even if my my heart condemns me. You are greater than my heart. I thank you that you have made me clean. Lord, as I've confessed my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. You say I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm clean. I'm holy. Hallelujah. I I thank you, Lord Jesus, that I can walk in the confidence knowing I'm righteous. I'm clean. That I have the belt of truth, Lord. And I thank you, God, that in my innermost being, God, I have anchored myself to you, Jesus Christ, who is the truth. And I thank you, Lord, for the truth, Lord, to to anchor me in every situation, that every thing that I walk through, I have the truth, which is my anchor, the belt of truth. Thank you for the the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace, Papa, that everywhere I go today, and you can pray like this, I thank you, Lord, everywhere I go today, I take the gospel, that I ask, Lord, that you give me wisdom to recognize every opportunity that you present, that I wouldn't miss an opportunity to share the good news of the gospel. Thank you, Lord, that I am the light of the world, 
world. Your word says so. So let us take the, the light of the world today. Lord, guide my steps. You said that you go before me and make my path straight. You said you've laid out good works in advance for me to do today. So Lord, I walk in the, the knowledge that I carry the good news of the gospel, that I carry the gift of the gospel everywhere I go, that I'm a peacemaker, that people will feel the atmosphere of heaven, the peace, the acceptance of Christ everywhere I walk. Hallelujah. This is how you do it. Hallelujah. This is how you put on the armour. Thank you, Lord, for the shield of faith. As you know, I'm all about application, so I'm just trying to help you. You're supposed to copy me when you do, do this tomorrow. Thank you for the shield of faith, Daddy. Oh, God. Lord, your word says that he who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself, builds himself up on his most holy faith. So, Lord, today I'll pray in the Spirit. And then you pray in the Spirit for a bit. Hallelujah. In, in faith, believing your strength, you're being edified and strengthened in your faith. Thank you for the gift of faith today, that it extinguishes every fiery dart. I thank you, Lord, that those doubts and fears that I've been hearing in my head are not coming from inside of me. They're coming from the evil one. They are fiery darts. And I thank you that I have faith in you, the one who is faithful and true, whose name is written on your thigh. It says faithful and true. You are faithful and my faith is not anchored in a philosophy. My faith is not anchored in some vain hope. It's anchored in you who will not disappoint. Your word says hope in you will not disappoint. So I have my faith in you. I put my trust in you. Hallelujah. Pick it up and hold it. Shakarabasa. Speak it out of your mouth. Father, I thank you for the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That, and I thank you, Lord, that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. So I pick up the sword of the Spirit. Holy Spirit, bring to my remembrance the memory verses. Bring to my remembrance the Word of God that I might use your Word just like Jesus did when He walked the earth and was tempted. He was able to say... Uh, it is written. So God, I thank you, Father, for the Word of God. I can speak it out. It is written. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. When I hear fears, when I get worried, I can speak it out. It is written. By your stripes I am healed. It is written. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And you, you take the, the, the armour of God like this. And then you can take communion every day and thank God for his blood. Thank God for his body. Cast your cares onto him. Unpack your worries. Put it on him. Hallelujah. And then you can lie down and sleep in peace. Praise the Lord. Thank God that we don't walk alone. Though you walk through the waters, you will not drown because he is with you. Hallelujah. So we do memory verses each week. We started last week, John 17, 3. Who learnt their memory verse? God bless you if you didn't. Here's a quick crash course. John 17, 3. Are you ready? We did it in the New King James. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Hallelujah. Well done. Pat yourself on the back. Good job. I love that Sarah was prophesying out of that. Well, Mark has sent through a new memory verse for us. Are you ready? Write it down. The reason we're doing this is we want to be anchored in the Word of God. John 17, 3. Praise the Lord is what we just did. Praise the Lord. That's not what we're doing. We're doing Psalm 17, verse 15. 
I don't know if we're able to get that up on the screens. No, the screens are not there. Psalm 17:15. If you've got it in the New King James, it reads like this: As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. Hallelujah. So that's the memory verse for this week. Psalm 17, verse 15. Praise God. And we want to be people who are anchored in His Word. Amen. Hallelujah. God's heart for us is to understand and know that relationship with God is not meant to be an intellectual academic exercise. We don't have a faith in God that is just merely intellectual. It is spiritual. God wants the eyes of your understanding enlightened by His Holy Spirit in the knowledge of who He is. He wants you to have a real relationship with Him. I remember when I was just 12 years old, I was on a youth camp worshiping God and because I, I believed in God and everybody else was worshiping and I was told to raise my hands and sing and I believed God existed, but I didn't have any sort of connection with Him. And I just got real with God. I got very honest with God that day and I said, Lord, I believe in You but I, I can't see you and I don't know you. And it's really hard to sing to somebody and worship somebody I can't see and I don't know. Help. And you know, right there as I prayed and I asked for help, God made himself real to me in such a powerful way that I've never been the same again. I was converted. I had a supernatural conversion where God revealed himself to me. <gasps> There you are. Now, I couldn't draw a picture of what I saw, but I was so deeply impacted by the truth. <gasps> there you are. I was blind. Now I see. And God desires this for every one of us. In fact, the Scripture shows us really clearly that He is a relational God. He's not looking for anybody to um, merely have some form of academic cultural relationship with him. He wants it to be personal and he wants it to be real. And his longing to make himself real to you is echoed and resounded throughout Scripture from the very beginning of Genesis to the very end of the book of Revelation. It's all about God wanting to have relationship with you. Hallelujah. For this reason, Jesus suffered and died. It was for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. What was it? The reason he did all of that is so you and he could have a genuine relationship, that you wouldn't have to worship at a distance, so that the veil would be torn and you could boldly approach the throne of grace and be one with him. John 17, we've just been Reading from John 17 is all about Jesus praying that we would be one, even as He and the Father uh, and the Spirit, they are one. He is longing for us to have a very real relationship with Him. Hallelujah. But I, I wanted to just take a few little examples. You can go and do a study if you want to throughout Scripture about the presence of God or about people actually seeing God. Let's turn, if you would, to Exodus chapter 33, 
verse 18. Now, a lot of people, they sometimes, they get upset. They say, well, how can you say that you had an encounter with God? No one can see God and live. Well, well, let's read this here. It says, then Moses said, I pray you, show me your glory. And he said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and I will, procl and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no man can see me and live. And so sometimes we take that one verse and we think, well, it's impossible to see God. So why would we even bother? Problem is, all through Scripture, God is telling people, seek my face. So what is this? Earlier in Exodus 33, verse 9, it tells us this. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arise and worship each at the entrance of his tent. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses, get this, face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend. So what's all this about? You know, I believe the glory of the Lord is something that is beyond our capacity to comprehend or to see. But God continually invites us to know more and more of Him. And He reveals aspects of Himself and His nature. And Moses had had such a taste of intimacy with God that he, he couldn't stop crying out for more. So he's, he communes with God face to face as a man speaks with his friend and yet he's still praying, Show me your glory. Because he recognizes there is always more of God to know. Hallelujah. I love this one. Exodus 24, verse 9. Then Moses went up with Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel. And under his feet, there appeared to be a pavement of sapphire as clear as the sky itself. Yet he did not stretch out his hand against the nobles of the son of Israel. And they saw God and they ate and drank. They had dinner with God on the sea of glass. And they didn't die. All we can assume here is that they, they saw something of God, but perhaps they didn't see the fullness of His glory. You know, I believe the heart of the Father has always been for us to have relationship with Him. Amen? Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. Hearing the flipping of pages, I hope. Hallelujah. Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, no. Rather I indeed come now as the captain of the host of the Lord. 
And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and bowed down and said to him, what is my Lord to say to his servant? The captain of the Lord's host. Who is the captain of the Lord's host? Jesus. Jesus. Said to Joshua, remove your sandals from your feet for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so, as you would. Tom and I were reading from Genesis last night as we were going to sleep, and we were reading in Genesis 18 about Abraham. Fascinating. Abraham looked up and there were three men, one of whom was God and two angels with him. And he's like, can you just hang around while I get my servant to go and slaughter a calf, my wife to bake some bread, and they hung out all day. I mean, it takes a while to slaughter a calf, roast the meal. They just hung out all day. And then as they're finally leaving, the two, two of the men, we, we find out later, are angels that are going to go off to Sodom and Gomorrah, and the Lord stays and talks with Abraham. We call it a theophany, a, um, a, a pre-manifestation uh, of, of Christ, hallelujah, on the earth. Shaka basanda, very exciting. Um, Exodus chapter 16, verse 10, it came about as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the sons of Israel that they looked toward the wilderness and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. There's just fascinating scriptures. I, I could go through many, many scriptures where people behold the glory. Ezekiel and his incredible visions. And uh, Second Chronicles chapter 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face. Why is he telling them to seek his face if he can't be found? Because he can be found. In fact, the Bible tells us he can be found. Seek and you will find, hallelujah, for he who seeks will find. He who knocks, the door will be opened. If you ask, you will receive. And then we read in, in Revelation, John's on the island of Patmos, chapter one, verse 12. John, then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. It's a good thing to turn around and make room. It's a good thing to give your attention when you see and hear God doing something. You might like, oh, I felt like God was doing something. Well, turn aside, make some room. Change some things in your life if you need to, but make room, give attention to what the Lord's doing and He will give you more. For he who has, more will be given. If you're faithful with the little, He will bless you with much. Praise the Lord. So he, uh, he turned to see the voice that spoke with him. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one, like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool. I was thinking about this today as I was looking in the mirror and thinking, there's some white bits. I think I'm getting more like Jesus. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, yep. And his eyes like a flame of fire. 
His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. How come he didn't die? How come John didn't die? This is a experience of seeing God in his glory. Yet God, I believe, always has more. Perhaps if we saw the fullness of his glory, we would, would just, our hearts would stop beating. But you know, God does want us to seek him, to find him, to know him. If Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Ezekiel, and John were all able to see him, Isaiah, you can too. Hallelujah. There is more. There is more. He had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance, that is his face, was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me saying, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead and behold. That means look and see. I am alive forevermore. (laughs) Hallelujah. This Jesus doesn't expect you to have a relationship with a concept. He wants to have a real and intimate, living, powerful, personal relationship with you. He is knocking at the door of your heart. You know, when it talks about that scripture in Revelation, it's not talking to unbelievers. It's written to the churches, the ones who have been redeemed, the ones who are already born again. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I will come in and I will sup with him. I share about it like this. It's like I have my kids. They still live at home. Praise the Lord. And um, But in the mornings, I like to eat breakfast with them because I like their company. So I go into Joseph's room and I shake his ankle. I say, come on, Joseph, eat breakfast with me. Wakey, wakey. And I knock on Emily's door. I say, Emily, come eat breakfast with me. And um, why? They live in my house. They are residents of my house. They are legally allowed to be there. They are part of my house, but I still crave fellowship with them. God is standing at the door of your heart saying, come and have breakfast with me. Come and have dinner with me. Come and have some time with me. I want to fellowship with you. You know, your time with God will be the thing the enemy works hardest to stop. He can fill it with all sorts of things, all sorts of good things, all sorts of neutral things and bad things. But, but the Lord is seeking your attention. And if you will turn to hear the voice that is speaking to you, he wants to reveal himself. As you start to turn and hear the voice that's calling you into a place of intimacy, if you will turn and say, God, here I am, 
like Samuel when he was hearing the call, Eli told him, next time you hear it, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. God is looking for us to be attentive to the sound of his voice and to turn aside and give our attention to him. Like Moses, when he turned aside to see the, the sight of the bush burning, he didn't just run home to say, I saw a burning bush. Wow, it was supernatural. He turned aside and he gave it his attention and the result was he was commissioned to go and take deliverance to the whole of his nation. God has exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, hope, or imagine available for you. I was truly touched and transformed in 1995 when God touched me with an outpouring of joy that has changed my life and marked me forever. I believe I was baptized with fire and I have I'd never been the same since. But what I want today is not just what I had then. I want what God is doing now and I want more. I don't want just more of what I've known. I want more of what God is doing now. I want him to enlarge my capacity to fill my heart with all his fullness. I believe God is about to move with such power that the world is going to see the fullness of God's glory covering the earth as the waters cover the sea as the people of God arise and shine. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. Will you put your faith in the fact that if you seek, you will find? Because he wants to make himself real to you. He wants you to turn and recognize the reality of his delight to reveal himself to you. You know, the presence of the Lord, it's been prophesied. Ezekiel... Um, not Ezekiel, it was Emmanuel Raj, um, prophesied years and years ago, before we moved into this place, he said the people are gonna come in and they're gonna fall down under the power and get up with a miracle. The presence of God. And you know, we have seen God do extraordinary things. The presence of God was, was so strong here on Friday night, we could... We couldn't, we couldn't get up. I, I kept trying to get up thinking, I've got, I want to get up so that Mandy doesn't have to keep singing. Because I, I, I thought if I get up, then everybody else will get up and then, you know, these beautiful worship leaders who've been going for hours will be able to... I couldn't get up because the weighty glory. God was so enjoying us, enjoying Him. Hallelujah. God has more. And that's why it's such a powerful and a beautiful thing to gather together as a family. Because when we, we can have magnificent encounters with him at home and he wants you to have that, hallelujah. But there's also something so powerful about corporately encountering him together, hallelujah. The glory of God is going to fill the temple. I prophesied at the beginning of the year, um, and I just want to close, <laughs> I feel his presence. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to share this with you from Haggai. If I can find it. Thank you, Lord. 
Hey, for this place. Haggai chapter 2, verse 5. My spirit is abiding in your midst. Do not fear. I prophesied this on January, on January 1st. My spirit is abiding in your midst. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while, I'm gonna shake the heavens and the earth, the sea also and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and they will come with the wealth of all nations and I will fill this house with glory. This is what I am believing for for God to fill our house with, the, with his glory, that we would be continually transformed. That memory verse that we have this week, I think is no accident. That as we determine to behold him, he wants to show us what he's like so that we can wake up and recognize that you and I have been made in his likeness. Hallelujah. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. He encamps around about us, hallelujah. He gives his angels charge over us to guard us in all our ways, hallelujah. Magnificent Jesus. On, the, on Friday night, I... I released an impartation because earlier, uh, the, the week before, I had been with Dr. Michael Brown, who had been a part of the Pensacola revival, where they saw thousands and thousands of people come to Christ and lives transformed. It was a genuine revival, move of God. And so I said, oh, I would really like it if you would pray for me for an impartation. Uh, for revival, and he prayed for me, he prayed for us as a church, and then, and I was so surprised with what God did. Just as I made room for God for an impartation, he surprised me, crashed in on me. I started weeping and crying. I didn't expect it. I'm, I'm a normally a pretty private person when it comes to, to, to that, but I, the Holy Spirit just overwhelmed me. And so I released that, I felt to release that on Friday night and God came and he did such powerful, glorious things as people were just <gasps> impacted by his glory. Been, there were people here who were, actually went out with, with some of those that gave their hearts to Christ on Friday and they didn't receive an impartation. So I said, they've said, can you please pray for us tonight? So I will do that. If you weren't here and uh, you'd like me to pray for impartation, uh, we're gonna open the altar after we have communion together and I'm gonna pray for anybody who would like that. Uh, and the purpose of that is... You know, the, the Bible talks about um, the, the laying on of hands, impartation and the power of that. But my heart is that as you have hands laid on, that you would receive in faith a fresh stirring of his spirit to personally revive you, to wake up to the little foxes that have been spoiling the vine, to wake up to the little compromises that you've been tolerating that have actually been stealing the joy of your love relationship with him, that God would make uh, his light so shine on you that you would recognise, I, I want to make room for you in my life, God. I want to surrender. I found myself, as I come in his presence, I find myself crying out, God, I just want to give you everything. I, I, my heart desire isn't out of a, um, a legalistic need. 
to do stuff. I, my desire comes out of a glorious revelation. You are so good and you are so holy. I want to make room for you. Hallelujah. But before we do that, we're going to take communion together. So if I can get our ushers uh, just to hand that out. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.